I should hope by now everybody is caught up on their Dave and Darren Top 5 Things podcasting. Enough time has passed. I think we can post another one of these, yes? I think that's safe. This is a review of what we got done on our morning show. You can hear it every morning from 5.30 until, when are we done, 10? Ish. (laughs) Ish. These are the top five things that happened on the show, and we get started here at... um, how about number one? Yes. Number one. Number one. 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 Number one. I think it takes a lot to have it within yourself to ask for help. Uh, when you find yourself... Are you talking about directions? Hmm? Directions? No. No, I'm just talking about when you... When you're, you're, you're faced with a crisis... I can't find this place. I need directions. And you're wondering... You know, maybe somebody else can give me some advice. Uh-huh. Uh, there are two avenues that we tend to really explore here on the show. There are, are people that reach out to complete strangers mm-hmm. who are not at all qualified to chime in on whatever's going on in their life. But tell me what you think. And then there are folks who will write to advice columnists. Now, I would think an advice columnist, you're going to get a better, more thought-out answer, but... You may not get the response. When you go on a subreddit and say, hey, am I a jerk or am I in the wrong? People are going to respond to you. But when you read to a advice columnist... Mm-hmm. It might take a while. Yeah, they, they, they don't answer every letter they get, I can't imagine. I have... These are folks that are, that are reaching out to advice columnists, okay? These are, these are experts. And they did get responses? Oh, I have, I have all the responses you, you could want. I've got three of them that I want to share with you this morning. Someone writing into the New York Times advice columnist asking, can I steal some of my mom's marijuana gummies to sell at school to make money to buy Hanukkah gifts? <laughs> Felt the need uh-huh. to write in and, and say, would this be okay if I did this? So I'm guessing this is just like a one-word response? Um, <laughs> Nope. <laughs> there is a little bit more than one word, but okay. let me read the let me read the letter here. My mother has a large jar of pot gummies. Tons that, of them. That she uses as a sleep aid. She doesn't know that I know about them. She told a friend whose daughter told me. Mm. I've been keeping an eye on that jar. Uh-huh. She doesn't seem to use many of them. Can I take a few of those gummies to school to sell to friends, all of them over the age of 18, to pay for Hanukkah gifts for my family? What could go wrong? Yeah, the answer is, as you imagined, uh, pretty short and sweet. Keep your mitts off your mother's gummies. (laughs) Even if recreational use is legal where you live, Uh selling pot gummies requires a license. Yeah. It's not for you. The the problem doesn't seem to be so much stealing from your mother as the fact that you're not licensed to sell that. Where'd you get the money for these Hanukkah gifts? Oh, I'll never tell. I like the idea, too, that... <laughs> imagine if your friend came up to you and was like, you know, your mom's got a real statue of oh, uh, she does. gummies in her house. Well, thanks for how, the... Uh, how do you know this? Thanks for the insight. She told my mom, and my mom blabbed it to me. Of course my mom blabbed it to me. This is a question for the Ask a Manager column. Now, these are... are People that are having issues at work. Uh-huh. How can I tell my boss it's not reasonable for her to demand that I get my tonsils removed? 
<laughs> Are you constantly out sick because of your tonsils? I took a day off work because I have tonsillitis. Huh. I returned to work with a sick certificate. My manager took me to the office and told me that since this wasn't the first time I've had tonsillitis... We're done with this. I have to have them removed. <laughs> I told her my doctor did not agree, yeah. and I'm not going to be having surgery against my doctor's advice. She has given me a week to go back to the doctor and demand that my tonsils be removed. I don't think her demands are reasonable, and I felt uncomfortable discussing my health with her. I average 1.5 sick days per year, uh -huh. and it's been well over six months since I've had a day off. I don't know what I should say to my boss next week when I'm certain she cannot legally make these demands. No. But how can I politely tell her it's none of her business since my boss isn't willing to listen to me? Is it time for me to get HR involved? What do you... What? Yeah. All you have do to I go to HR over something this like is, this? Uh, this is not happening. <laughs> is this something that I should I should go? Uh, the, the answer they get is, yes, go to HR. Yeah. Or at least go there if your boss brings it up again. Your boss is out of her gourd. To be fair, I suppose it's possible she didn't really mean you must do this, but rather meant it seems like it would be a good idea to ask your doctor about it. Well, I don't know. That would be that would still be really overstepping, but it would be less insane than I order you to have a medical procedure. Now, they always kind of, or always seemed as though that getting your tonsils out when you were a kid was mm -hmm. a pretty simple deal. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's the case when you get older. No, that was what they told me when I was a kid and I had my tonsils out. They said, listen, kid, you want this done now because yeah. when you're an adult. It's, it's a... like the same story they told us with chicken pox. You really want to get your chicken pox now because if you have it when you're an adult, it could kill you. Yeah, I don't think it's quite as uh, simple a procedure. If she raises this again, I'd say that's not something my doctor agrees is necessary, and I'm not going to discuss my health yeah, with you yeah. further. Yeah. Is there an issue with the amount of sick time I've used? My records show I average 1.5 sick days a year, which is quite low. Do you have a concern about my use of time off that you need me to address? If she continues hassling you, then yes, go to HR immediately, because this is ridiculous. You know what I'd like to see? Mm -hmm. I'd like to see you get those tonsils taken out. I demand it. <laughs> I'm not demanding it. I'd sure like to see it. That's... If you could just, I don't know, maybe a, a solid. And then finally, there's this. Someone writing the Ask Amy column. Uh -huh. uh, this is about a wedding. A bride has a question. Dear Amy, my fiancé and I are planning our wedding. Yes. Now... It's worth pointing out uh, that that's, this guy is her fiancé. You know what that means. Mm. Hey, my boyfriend! Yes, and we're taking it to the next level. Dear Amy, my fiancé are planning our wedding. As the bride, I'm planning on making certain requests of my guests mm -hmm. to make sure that my special day is as perfect as possible. Oh, God. Everybody, oh, oh, everybody in their perfect day. <laughs> you're quite right to roll your eyes, Darren. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, Buckle up for this one. I'm planning on making certain requests of my guests 
to make sure my special day is as perfect as possible. For example... Don't look at me. I'm asking that my guests wear exclusively yellow at the ceremony. Bananas! Yeah, go bananas. My fiancé has been supportive, but he angrily rejected my other request. Uh-huh. He's okay with the yellow? <laughs> I can't finish this one. I can't. I uh, can't. Not going to be able to get through this. My huh? fiance has been supportive, but he angrily rejected my other request. Let's hear it. That our guests remain silent throughout both the ceremony and the reception <laughs> to ensure that the focus remains on us. Okay. My fiance no says. No talking that, at the reception. My fiance says that this is irrational. He does not want to have a silent wedding. Yeah. I know it's uncommon. I've never heard of anyone else having one. But we've had them in my family. What? <laughs> the family tradition? <laughs> this sentence contradicts itself. I've never heard of anyone else having one, but we've had them in my family. Which is it? So this is something they do in her, in her house. Silent weddings and receptions. The guests are not permitted to speak at all during the ceremony, and only the toasts are allowed from the mothers of the bride and groom. Instrumental music will be playing quietly. During the reception, guests may whisper amongst one another, but may not speak aloud. As the newly married couple, our focus should remain solely on one another rather than on any rowdy guests. I know it's a lot to ask, but I feel I should have the wedding I want so that the start of our life together will be perfect. I want him to support me, even if we disagree on something. Is my fiancé's lack of understanding and support a big red flag? Boy, he needs to run for the hills. Oh, my God. Run away to Mars with talk right now. Yes. Get out, get out, get out. Wow. Although I will say... The idea of going to a reception where I don't have to say anything to anybody, I don't hate that. You get in trouble if you do, though? You can just whisper, like, could you pass the butter? Apparently. I don't have to worry about being on. I can just show up and... Apparently. Don't even have to talk about Powerball with my grandpa? Uh, <sighs> grandpa, no, not now. Do you want to hear Amy's response? Mm. Yes. Uh, Amy writes... Congratulations, you are on the verge of attaining legendary Bridezilla status. Yes, there are many flags flying over this unusual affair. I hope your fiancé is paying attention, because if you are this self-centered now, I can only imagine what the dynamic will be like later. For instance, if you choose to have children. Somewhere along the line, you seem to have gotten the idea that a wedding is for the bride alone, to serve her whims and fancies. No, Public weddings are family events and should celebrate the joining of two families. Your fiancé's job is not to support you regardless of how dumb your ideas are. That's not how marriage works. Let's start with your request that all guests must wear yellow. I have yet to see a man's yellow outfit that didn't bring to mind a giant banana. Bananas! Bananas! Or Curious George. And let's move on to silence. Generally, guests don't speak during wedding ceremonies yeah. unless they're asked to read aloud. But a silent reception? 
Aside from some traditions associated with a Quaker wedding, which yours obviously is not, the idea of a silent reception goes well with your color scheme. It's also basically bananas. Bananas. If you don't want rowdy guests, then limit or don't serve alcohol. If you want the focus solely and exclusively on you, on you, you need to get married in a small room and stand in front of a mirror. I like that. Yeah, elope. Wasn't Dick Nixon from a Quaker family? I believe that's correct. Yeah. I don't, the more I think about it, going to a wedding and not having to talk to anybody. So you just eat and leave? Doesn't, do they have dancing? I mean, it sounds like there's music to aid in the digestion, but then... Incidental music. Right. Is there a dance at some point, or do we just eat our meal and we get to go? I'll take it to go. But I'm not wearing exclusively yellow. Does that mean I have to wear yellow pants, too? That would see, I would have to buy something new. Yeah, that's not happening. None of this is happening. <laughs> but thanks for the invite. I'm busy doing non-crazy things that day. You gotta be paping me! What in the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh, man, I wish Hawk would have been... would have worked this last season. <laughs> Well, it would have been as silent as this woman wants her wedding. <laughs> for most of for most starting, of the season. Starting in April. Uh-huh. <laughs> you ever been to Grimes, Iowa? Uh no. Grimes is part of the Des Moines metropolitan area. Not to my knowledge. It was named after James W. Grimes, former U.S. Senator. And the third governor of the state of Grimey. Iowa, James W. Grimes, or Grimy, as he liked to be called. And there's a story out of Grimes where firefighters were summoned to a doggy day camp. And when you read that at the beginning of the story, you think, oh, please let this end well. Yeah. Uh, it turns out everything's fine. It was a false alarm. And you're never going to believe who pulled the false alarm. Doggy daycare can be a ball. Just take it from Birdie. She goes to dog camp on Fridays at Dogwoods Lodge. But sometimes playtime gets out of hand. Good girl. You might say roughhousing too much. She had just arrived for day camp and was just bouncing around and uh, bounced into the fire alarm and pushed it in, pulled it down, and that was it. The mischief all caught on the daycare security camera. Bertie jumps and hits the alarm, prompting a visit from Grimes firefighters. Thank dog, it was just a false alarm. Bertie got what? That's not a thing. As opposed to thank God. Because thank God dog. is dog spelled backwards. That's what you're going to do? This guy was like, how do I get more dog puns in this in this piece? Well, it's God spelled backwards. You don't say, like, he pulled the doggone fire alarm? The doggone girl is mine. You got to meet the fire department, so. As punishment, Birdie had to pause and think about it. She's wearing an apology around her neck, but the owner doesn't believe Bertie is truly sorry for hounding the fire department. She didn't seem to care at all. The other dogs were freaking out. No fire here, but firefighters forgive the golden pup for the mishap. And if only dogs could talk, they'd tell a pretty hilarious tale. We thought that was pretty funny, and we're glad that she has an outlet at dog camp that she can go once a week and play around. That story wasn't just funny, it's... Honey.
Bertie's owners say they're not. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It was was neither. If you want to do this sort of thing, and they always do it with dogs. Yeah. If there's a dog story, you're going to have all of this going on. Oh, yeah. Which I'm fine with Uh as long as the person who's doing it Uh is hooked up to some sort of shock collar. (laughs) So you you go right ahead and do as many as you want. (laughs) But... For everyone that you do, we amp it up a little bit more. Uh-huh. So as long as you're willing to, dog, you. So you put him in the ace freely yeah. collar, yeah, and just and you go right ahead and do as many as you want, <laughs> as many as you can stand. I don't hate but, this, but know this: I don't hate this idea. You're gonna get a jolt with each one. If we find now, it's you can. You can land a, a dog pun well. Yeah. It's possible that you could you could do this okay. But it's going to cost you. But if you don't... <laughs> oh! Yeah! No! Yeah! <laughs> the dog... Feel free to do whatever. <laughs> the dog had a particularly... Rough day. Oh, wow! Oh, mommy! <laughs> mommy! <laughs> yeah. uh, then the dog listened to his favorite Pink Floyd album, Bark Side of the Moon. Uh. Oh, oh, mommy! Mommy! Oh. I don't know how safe it is to, uh, to, to shot electrocute me. When I've already peed my pants. <laughs> the people at the daycare say they're going to keep Bertie on a short leash. Yeah. Whoa! <clears throat> no, no! I can't taste anything. That would be a great way to get people to watch the newscast. Yeah. You go ahead. You want to do your dog puns? That's Feel that's, free. That's great. We encourage it, but... <laughs> But just know this. <laughs> that arc could fry you. <laughs> yeah, it will. <laughs> it was like Jurassic Bark in there. <laughs> oh, God! Oh, Laven, lady. Number three. 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 St. Louis, Missouri. A man shot a Kentucky Fried Chicken employee on Monday night in a dispute that intensified when the KFC ran out of corn. The shooting happened around 6.30 Monday night in the Central West End neighborhood of St. Louis at the KFC there. Investigators say the suspect was in the drive-thru of the restaurant when he tried to place an order, and one employee informed him that the KFC had run out of corn. After that, the suspect made threats toward the employee from the speaker box, a short time later, the suspect pulled up to a drive through window with a handgun. A 25-year-old employee went outside to talk with the driver. Then he returned to the restaurant with a gunshot wound. Why would you go out to talk to a guy that you know is upset about corn and he's got a handgun? Now, are we talking about corn or are we talking about the little corn on the cobs? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Because I can't see why either one would necessarily ruin your meal at KFC. <laughs> the coleslaw, sure. <laughs> that you understand. That I get. 
But the, the corn? Uh, do they still do they still serve the little uh, corn I, cobs? I haven't been at a KFC in years. I couldn't tell you. Well, you ruined the last one you and, were in. And I don't uh, order uh, corn when I go. I just get the bucket of chicken and, and, and maybe mashed potatoes. Maybe. But it's been years. The suspect took off from the restaurant after the gunfire. Police uh, are, are still looking for him. He's between the ages of 40 and 50 years old. Thin build, thin build with a scruffy beard. The St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department is uh, is out looking for this guy who shot an employee at the KFC because they were out of corn. I ate another whole roasted uh, chicken on the way home from work uh, on Monday. Did you now? Well, I mean, not the whole thing, but yeah. I made a nice dent in it. Uh-huh. But it's... Uh, uh, you got to watch what you're doing. Because it's hot, for one thing. Arby's is selling wrapping paper this Christmas. Yeah, but then you're going to think you're getting Arby's. The wrapping paper smells like Arby's meat. It's meat-scented wrapping paper. Is this a good idea or not? I'm going to say no because scent, as you point out, is so connected to making you hungry. Yeah, I'm going to expect something here. The item comes. Where is it? Where is it? The item comes with the Arby's meat sandwiches printed all over it. Uh, you can get it at Arby's.com for $18.50. In the past, Arby's has had a meat decorated wrapping paper on their storefront, but it was not scented. So you can get the scent of, I guess you can choose between ham or roast beef. They say the wrapping paper has a, a smoke scent to it. It'll drive me to madness. <laughs> and yeah, especially if you're opening your... Where is it? Where is it? And then you're opening your gift on Christmas Day and Arby's is closed. Ugh. You can't even go get it. I can't it. get satisfaction. Arby's saying here, wrapping paper that looks like meat and smells like meat? Who cares what's inside? I do. Yeah, because if there's not meat... Then what are we what are we doing here? This whole, <laughs> this whole thing is a is a bud taste bud tease is what this is. He bit me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I don't know that this is this is a good idea for anybody. I just I Got so hungry for the, Arby's the, meats, and the then the judge it was... saw it my way. <laughs> I was under the impression that there would be meat in no, this I... box. It was a sweater, and now the sweater smells like no. Arby's meat. No, I walked scot free on that one. <laughs> There's not a jury in the world that'll convict you. <laughs> sure, I bit you, and it was more than once. Yeah, you, you thought I'd enjoy what? A suggestion of an Arby's roast beef sandwich? You thought that was real cute, didn't you? Come here, you. <laughs> uh, maybe I think this is cute. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Number four. 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 Have you ever seen the Nutcracker, the ballet, the Nutcracker? Bits and pieces. Yeah, we went when I was a kid, and uh, it was a school trip in second grade. And the only thing I really remember is because I, I, I Are was there sugar plum fairies. I think that's right. There's the dance of the sugar plum fairies. 
I know that there's a nutcracker and there's people dressed up as mice. Rats. Is it maybe? Are they rats? No, nah, they're probably mice. But... Oh wait, you might be right. I think maybe the villain is a rat. I don't know what the point of it is. Like they don't save Christmas. I don't know what it has to do with Christmas. The uh, Nutcracker is based on a short story, The Nutcracker and the Mouse King. Okay. Mice. So, is the Mouse King a good guy or a bad guy? The, first, the, the ballet is set on Christmas Eve, where friends and family have gathered in the parlor to decorate the beautiful Christmas tree in preparation for the party. Once the tree is finished, the children are summoned, and they stand in awe of the tree, sparkling with candles and decorations. A party begins, the march is played, presents are given out to the children. Suddenly, as the owl-top grandfather clock strikes eight, a mysterious figure enters the room... It is Drosselmeyer, a local councilman, magician, and Clara's grandfather. He's also a talented toy maker who's brought with him gifts for the kids, including four lifelike dolls who dance to the delight of all. The dolls are put away for safekeeping. I I don't... I think I fell asleep at this thing. And really, my only memory of it is... I, uh... I had to let myself into the house because my parents both worked. I was what we called a uh, a latchkey child. And the cord that the key, my house key was on, was like an asbestos burlap combination that just dug right into the back of my neck. It would just drive me crazy. So I would... Uh, I drove me to madness. I'm like trying to enjoy this uh, ballet. This ballet was part of a field trip? Yeah, it was a field trip in second grade. We went downtown to see the ballet. They would do shows for kids, so there would just be a do, bunch uh, of do the mouse. There'd just be a bunch of buses, and you'd go and you'd watch these people ballet over to all over the place, and then you'd leave. And uh, I think you had to bring your own lunch. I don't remember that, but what I do remember is that that latch key around my neck was I just my lunch. In it a, was just in an asbestos. Uh, yeah, lunchbox. It was this cord that was just just digging into the back of my neck. So I took it off and put it in my pocket. Uh. And then I left it. I must have fallen out of my pocket, and I left it there at the theater. And then my parents were screaming at me because they were certain that someone David! in that theater now had a key to our house, and they were coming to steal all of our precious stuff. How are they going to know which house it is, Ma? Uh, well, I mean, I wish I had thought to ask that question at the time. I just remember getting screamed at. And yeah, in retrospect... No, they're gonna take. They're gonna see the key. They're gonna throw it out because there's probably twelve keys left in every performance of this stupid thing. Don't yell at me. I'm on a Nutcracker high. The Nutcracker. Okay, so then Clara goes to check on her a Nutcracker. The clock strikes and midnight, the nut, and they start terrorizing everybody nut, like gremlins. The Nutcracker grows to life size, and then there's a battle between an army of gingerbread soldiers and the mice led by their king. The mice begin to eat the gingerbread soldiers. This, what kind of LSD trip is this whole thing? I've seen worse. Well, what does any of this have to do with Christmas? Other than the fact that it takes place on Christmas Eve. Then they go to the land of sweets ruled by the sugar plum fairy. The mouse king. There's nothing fair about that sugar plum fairy, I'll tell you that. 
There's a celebration of sweets from around the world, chocolate from Spain, coffee from Arabia, tea from China, and candy canes from Russia. Everyone dances around for their amusement. Mother Ginger has her children emerge from an enormous hoop skirt to dance. Yeah, this whole thing. I, you ought to be locked up. It's like up a fever for, dream. You ought to be locked up for showing this to anybody. This nutcracker nonsense. People are... There's fine. several performances yeah. that are going to be taking place at the Adler. Oh, is I, that right? I, I know that. If you just want to uh, go there and relive uh, well, I your, mean, your glory days. Here's the thing. I'm sure they're very talented. Oh, sure. And it's just not for me. The Nutcracker is going to be there when? At the Adler? Or maybe they've already done it. Maybe oh, they've already a, done well, it. Well, if, if you went and enjoyed. What God, about this? God Rudolph bless. the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the musical? No. If I want to watch Rudolph, I'll watch the TV special. And I do. And it, I, it's not Christmas until I watch that thing. Nutcrackers have become such a part of Christmas decor that people are sharing that they are just now figuring out that nutcrackers actually have a purpose. This might come as a shock to you, but nutcrackers are used to crack nuts. Yes, they've got very powerful jaws. You'd be shocked at how many people had no idea actually, that, would be that that's of, what a nutcracker does. That would does. be kind of a boss nutcracker, one that looks like jaws. <laughs> I bet somebody's already done that. I'm sure. Yeah, there it is. Jaws. Jaws nutcracker. It just looks like a shark. Yeah. Somebody did now this this is ridiculous. I'm looking at uh, somebody did like a Bob Ross nutcracker. Bob Ross didn't crack nuts. Who did he hurt? What? This is ridiculous. People are shocked and sharing all over social media that they're just now learning. Uh, here's a tweet. You're telling me that nutcrackers can actually crack nuts. Mm-hmm. Me on Thanksgiving 2022. Yes, they can. Someone else says, uh, oh my, I genuinely didn't know that nutcrackers crack nuts. I'm sobbing right now. Someone else admitting here, nutcrackers are actually used to crack nuts. I was today years old when I learned this. I was today years old when I realized that nutcrackers are actually used to crack nuts. I don't feel like this should have been kept secret from you. No, I thought it was pretty obvious by just looking at its mouth. They're literally called nutcrackers. I would be fascinated to know somebody who's learning that nutcrackers crack nuts. What purpose did you think they served? You just thought they were just Christmas decorations. Do they have any modified nutcrackers that actually crack nuts with, like, their thighs? Now you're talking. That would be like if you found out that the angel at the top of the Christmas tree mm-hmm. in every home is actually a bottle opener. That would blow your mind, wouldn't it? I mean, it's not. If the star you put on the top of the tree is actually something that's used to, I don't know, open jars. No, it's that the, the angel at the top of the tree is a bottle opener so Santa Claus can drink his beer. Is that why that's there? Yeah, I think the, the fact that they're called nutcrackers should have been a clue that you picked up on. But there are a, a large amount of people who are sharing online that they n- had no idea. According to the Nutcracker Museum, woodcarvers in France and England 
were creating these delicately carved, intricate nutcrackers resembling humans and animals by the 15th century. The nutcracker figurine as we know it today, which looks like a toy soldier, didn't come into fruition until the 19th century. A German woodworker named Wilhelm Fuchtner, he's known as the father of the nutcracker, he was the first to commercially produce the nutcracker in 1872 using the nutcracker from the Heinrich Hoffmann story, King Nutcracker and Poor Reinhold, as his inspiration. The best nutcracker is the one from Night Gallery. Explain. I where they know. had the nutcracker, it's like as a gift, and it becomes murderous. Oh, it comes to life and kills people? Yeah, Phyllis Diller is in it. Is she the nutcracker? Um, she's involved. <laughs> yeah. But that's a great episode. The story of King Nutcracker and poor Reinhold is a story where a poor child dreams of a fairy town of toys where he meets King Nutcracker. I guess it's much more delightful when you read it in the original German. Five. 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 Number five. Dave and Darren text line always there for you at 470-23-NACHO. I wanted to say a particular thank you to a texter from the 309 who made us aware of this, uh, this gentleman. This is going viral. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a recording of an interview that was conducted this summer at a four-day music festival. It's an electronic music and jam band festival Sure. that takes place in Michigan, Rothbury, Michigan, to be exact, at the Double JJ Resort, I'm referring Darren to Electric Forest, which I, I we guess we are Electric Forest. I guess it's a good time, all the time. Four days, a multi-genre event. It's electronic music and jam bands, which I mean that's an interesting pairing. I think. Yeah. I'm looking at some of the uh, lineups here. I mean, I, I recognize quite a few of these bands. Um, well, there's 311. There's Widespread Panic. There's uh, Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. right? And the uh, this is at the inaugural one. Uh, this has been going on for for years and years. The Electric Forest. Uh, let's see. Last year, uh, I don't know quite as many of these bands. Oh, well, can oh, the festival's called Electric Forest. Electric Forest, uh, Cannons was there. We play Cannons. I'm I'm familiar with them. Uh, I don't really know a lot of these other other groups, but it seems like a good time. And as you can imagine, a four day festival dedicated to jam bands and electronic music. There are people that are having a good time all the time. Mm-hmm. If you follow what I'm saying. And this is a guy going around interviewing folks there at Electric Forest when he met this guy. Do they bump into our buddy Graham? I mean, Graham would have been very much at home at Electric Forest, man. Graham would have had the time of his life. Graham's not there. Uh, but this this could be maybe a, a new Graham. Graham, man. Yeah. Like Graham and Dan. Yeah. Um, just going around interviewing people at Electric Forest when he meets this character. Yeah. I'm uh, adventuring. Where, where are you adventuring to? 
places I haven't been before. I just want to get to level nine. What's at level nine? It's one past level eight. Whoa. Yeah. I'm not a man, I'm a turtle. I would have thought you were a man. Well, at first I thought I was a level four alligator, but I'm a level nine turtle. <laughs> Is that Mike Schultz? <laughs> it's not. Did Mike Schultz take a wrong turn at Crystal Lake? Did he take a, f- a fistful of Molly and find himself in Michigan somehow? He's a level nine turtle, this gentleman. A level nine turtle. Now, that's one past level eight. I don't review movies anymore. Um, I am the movie. I thought I was an alligator. I'm uh, adventuring. Where, where are you adventuring to? Places I haven't been before. Yes, I- that's it, man. Uh-huh. Going somewhere I've never been before. A level nine turtle. Well, that's that's fantastic. Thank you, Jonathan. You're a great zombie. What? What are you talking about? How much of the festival do you think this cat remembers? I think I've been too critical about movies. I just want to get to level nine. What's at level nine? It's one past level eight. Whoa. Yeah. I'm not a man, I'm a turtle. I would have thought you were a man. Well, at first I thought I was a level four alligator, but I'm a level nine turtle. I like turtles. At first, you see, I I mistakenly thought I was level four, but I'm a level nine turtle, and I'm here to enjoy and to go places I haven't been before. Level nine turtle, you bet your sweet ass. What's it looking like out there, Don? <laughs> Had to cancel the opener. It's those Shriners, man. You're getting pretty aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Remember what this festival's people, all about. People just remember this event, as it were, is about three basic things music, good weed, and some heavy duty bollock. <laughs> Keep it in perspective, everyone. Level nine turtle. Is that the new wizard? Are we saying, uh, are there different levels of being a turtle? Because mm. I could get on board with that. I like the idea of there being a, a level structure that we can kind of wrap our heads around. I'm not a man. I would have thought you were a man. No, you're not. No. <laughs> no. Level nine turtle. Yeah, congratulations. And as you can imagine, people are... Having a lot of fun uh, doing little little remixes with this guy and just making it a a whole lot of f- <laughs> a lot of fun to enjoy the level nine turtle fellow. I'm not a man. I'm uh... I'm uh, adventuring. Where, where are you adventuring to? Places I haven't been before. Dude, you need some orange juice. You need to just kind of sit down and. You need your parents. <laughs> Don't look in the mirror right now. It will freak you out, man. I just want to get to level nine. What's at level nine? It's one past level eight. Well, yeah, I'm not a man. I'm a turtle. I would have thought you were a man. Well, at first I thought I was a level four alligator, but I'm a level nine turtle. turtle. 
Hell yes. I think I'm going to stick to bar bands. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. Well, that was certainly worthwhile. I'm glad we uh, we did that. That was uh, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like golf. It's like, uh, I don't really want to, but once I actually get to the golf course, it's like, uh, we should do this more often. Also, we were walking around and drinking the entire time we did that. No, yeah, that's true. It's good to get out. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for downloading it, subscribing to it. And if you get a chance, leave a review. That's all we want for Christmas. Until we get a chance to do it for you again, hang loose, kooks. You stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davenport, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock Island, Come on. and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. That does it. Out you two pixies go through the door or out the window. Stand clear of the closing doors, please.